0: Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.
1: Welcome back to Head of the Pack. Uh, Slow times here in Green Bay, Wisconsin. They're, They're not really in the news much. Um... It's just me and Bill here to talk about the biggest storyline in sports. The Packers have hired former Western Michigan head coach Tim Lester as a senior analyst. Big Matt, what can you tell us about him? Well, actually, I know you. I uh, I'll say this quickly before we get on to what we're actually here to talk about. People are getting uh,
2: that fast forward button.
0: 30 yeah, seconds, exactly. 30 seconds.
1: Uh, Tim Lester was Syracuse's offensive coordinator when I covered them for the student newspaper in college. Really nice guy. Uh, just got fired after six years as Western Michigan's head coach, which is the job he took, I believe after he left Syracuse. Um, and what I learned from reading the story from MLive.com is Tim Lester was Western Michigan's starting quarterback in 1998 and 1999. You know who his backup was? Matt
2: LaFleur. Matt LaFleur. What do I win? Yeah, all right.
1: Let's go. And the comments under my tweet, can MLF hire anyone but his buddies? MLF is proving to have the same issues with staffing that McCarthy did for most of his tenure. He has a comfort zone and he never leaves it. Anyway, that's a discussion for another time. Uh, We're just waiting on Aaron Rodgers to make his decision recorded by the New York jets yesterday. We're recording this it's two thirty PM central time on Wednesday, March 8th right now. So we're going to try and get this episode out with the help of our producer, John Hayes, as soon as possible. So, uh, you can listen to it before Rogers makes his decision, but basically what we know is that the jets spent about 11 hours in Southern California yesterday with a contingent of their most powerful people. Um, trying to court Aaron Rodgers to, to come play for them. We don't know how the meeting went. We don't know what they did. We don't know what Rogers is thinking. That's what everyone is waiting on. Um, full transparency. Rogers did not respond to my message in the last two days. Neither did Matt LaFleur. Uh, I got a brief response from Brian Gutekunst, but it wasn't about anything Rogers related. Um, and from talking to our jets guys, they're pretty much on lockdown too, because they don't want anything to get out and, and publicize that they're trying to get Rodgers only for him to retire or decide he wants to go back to the Packers. So, Bill, what's your, what's your gut feel on this situation is, is Rogers to the Jets a done deal, or is there still uh, a situation in which you could see the retirement or even a return to the Packers happening?
2: Yeah, I suppose retirement's an option because we don't, none of us know what he's really thinking. Um, let's just assume that he's going to go play football, right? Because that's the only thing that we can really discuss with any semi authority in this. If he plays football, he's playing for the jets. Um, The jets aren't going out there just to get turned down. Right. So it makes them look bad. It makes them look like they're scrambling after that. So I think the jets have gone. I think the jets went out there with at least some certainty. I think the jets went out there Um Clearly, the Packers have signed off on this, and because, and I, I, would also think that they would have at least have some sort of trade parameters agreed to. Um, I wouldn't think the Jets would go out there and say, "Hey, we want Rodgers. Let's talk trade." I would think that's already done, or at least mostly squared away. And if you're Aaron Rodgers, and you've heard all this stuff about Brian Gutekunst said that we're that Jordan Love is ready, Jordan Love is ready, Jordan Love is ready, um, and they're pretty non-committal to you at the scouting combine. And you got this other group coming all the way across the country to come talk to you and say that we want you. Where are you going to play, Matt? Who wants you? I realize the guy's a four-time MVP. He's made $8 zillion But being wanted matters. The Jets want him. He's going to the Jets.
1: Yeah, I, I certainly uh, agree that if he plays, it's far more likely that he does so for the Jets than the Packers. But as you know, it's our job, as we like to do here on this podcast, to look at the entire situation from in all possibilities point of view um and i'm just thinking i'm not, i i will not rule out aaron Rodgers playing for the packers until he is inked with the jets or his retirement papers are filed i don't even know if you have to officially do that anymore but um listen What if the Packers, and I don't think this is likely, I'm just floating it out as a possibility because I'm with you. I think it's the Jets if he plays. What if the Packers say, you know what? We want you to play for us, but it's ultimately up to you. Do what you need to do to come to your decision. And if you want to come play for us, we'll welcome you back. And then Roger says, okay, in order to best educate my decision, I want to know if I want to play anywhere else. So I'm going to do an information gathering meeting with the Jets. Rodgers says to the Jets, the only chance you have to get me is if you fly out here. They're desperate too, so they fly out there. And yeah, Rodgers is interested. And then what if Rodgers comes away from that meeting saying, you know what, Packers still give me the best chance to win. Hey, Brian, I'm all in with you guys. You know, I met with the Jets. I appreciate you giving me that opportunity, but I still want to play for you. And the Packers say, shit, well... (laughs) Rodgers still gives us the best chance to win. I was hoping he wouldn't say he wanted to play for us, but we kind of have to take him back now. Is that there? There's a non-zero possibility that that happens. Correct. It is non-zero, but why do the Packers have to take him back? They don't. I'm have saying, to. I, I listen. I don't think they have to, but I think there's something to be said for the allure of a future first ballot hall flame famer who still has something left in the tank. He thinks he can still win an MVP. And listen, I get what's the best move for the long-term future of the organization. Jordan love undoubtedly financially. He's the best move. Uh, realistically long-term he's the best move, but what if there's a part of the Packers breast that says, we don't know if Jordan love is going to be good enough to win us a super Bowl? Let's throw all our eggs into the basket for the next year or two. Pray to God we win a Super Bowl with Rodgers, and then worry about what comes next. Because if they win a Super Bowl in the next two years, who cares what happens next at quarterback? I, I just wrote a column basically on that. Like, and and like I told you before we started recording, I have six different stories pre-written for whatever scenario happens. Um, I've been doing those the last two days, so you guys better freaking read them. Um, but If Rodgers returns, I basically wrote a column like, are the Packers still Super Bowl contenders? They better be. Because if they're not with Rodgers, you're throwing all your chips into the basket by bringing him back. And Brian Gutekunst, one of his most important jobs is to look out for the long-term future of the organization. He is putting the long-term future of the Green Bay Packers in serious jeopardy if he takes back Aaron Rodgers. Because Jordan Love could request a trade. He could hit free agency. He might never start for the Packers if, if Rodgers comes back. The Packers at least know, to some extent, what they have in love. If Rodgers returns and love doesn't start, Gutekunst is guiding the franchise into a vast unknown, even more so than with love at quarterback beyond Aaron Rodgers. That's dangerous. That's, that's a risk in itself worthy of putting a GM on a hot seat. But the only way he gets away with it is if the Packers win something of substance, a Super Bowl, with Rodgers. It's an incredible risk. But there's something to be said about trying to milk every last drop of, a, of a, what you think. I'm not saying it is a Super Bowl window. What the Packers think could be a Super Bowl window, milking every last drop out of it, there's something to be said for that. So that's why I'm saying there's a non-zero chance the Packers maybe reluctantly take Rodgers back if he wants to. Sure, I, I guess I can see that. Um, hey, look, we don't know about Jordan Love, right?
2: All we know is what the Packers have told us, which could be a pile of horseshit. Maybe he's not any good. And there's so many of the fans are basing um, Jordan Love being mm-hmm. the, a starter based on 10 snaps against the Eagles. Man, oh man, I, don't, I have no idea. I have no idea if the guy's any good or not. Have we seen him at training camp? I, I can't say I was impressed with him. There are moments, right? There are moments in the preseason games. Certainly Philly was good, but the totality of training camps, which is our bulk of what we've seen them, I can't say that I'd hitch my wagon to them. Now, that being said, that those preseason reps or the yeah, the training camp and preseason, those are all with backups and young guys, so it's kind of hard to judge them based on that. I also would say that Rodgers with a healthy thumb will not be the Rodgers who played this year. So if, if Rodgers comes back and says that he is all in, and that would mean that I'm going to show up to these, some of these offseason practices, maybe not all of them, but I'm going to be here. I'm going to show leadership uh, because I'm here. Mm-hmm. The rest of my teammates are going to be there because there's a lot of veterans who didn't show up last year, right? There's a lot of veteran, a good handful of the veteran guys that didn't show up either. I think if you're starting quarterbacks, not there, it kind of gives you carte blanche to not go.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So if Rodgers Says all the right things and agrees to come back for all of it. Maybe. But I still I still think it's Jordan Love time. I I just think it is too great a risk to gamble everything on winning a Super Bowl with Rogers, and then you're in salary cap hell, even worse than you are now. And now you're really just up a creek <clears> for the future of the
1: franchise. I agree. Um, you know, I had previous I had previously written that. You know, if the Packers are getting two years, a, a two-year commitment from Rodgers, they should take him back. But now I know how how they feel about Jordan Love. And if you guys will allow it, I'd like to change my prediction. I think, because guess what? If Rodgers, if you bring Rodgers back and he only plays one more year, you don't get anything in return for him. I think it's the right move to trade him now, even though he gives you a better chance to win than Jordan Love in 2023 even though I understand that, but it's probably the smarter decision in terms of the long-term interest of the green Bay Packers to trade Aaron Rodgers. Now, if we're talking short term, yeah, bring, bring Rogers back, but um, the general manager's job is to look out for the long-term interest of the team. So we'll see what happens. And it certainly sounds like it'll be the jets, but certainly sounds like now we're just waiting on Aaron Rodgers to to make his decision. It's, March 8th today, that's the day his plans became public last season that he was going to stay. So who knows if news will drop later today while we're recording this podcast. Rodgers could wake up from a nap and say, I want to play for the Jets. I know there were several national reporters out there who do a fantastic job, Ian Rappaport and Diana Rossini, who said uh, a – a decision is not imminent or there's nothing expected in the next 24 hours. That was yesterday evening. If we know anything about Aaron Rodgers, we don't know what he's thinking, when he's thinking it, the ball is in his court in 30 seconds from right now. He could say, I want to trade to the Packers and the Packers and and jets could very well already have trade parameters worked out. So who knows when this news is going to drop. I was going to go play poker at Oneida casino, but I'm not going to do that because I need to be in front of a computer uh, when this news drops, not playing 2-7 suited, hoping to luck into a two seven seven flop. <laughs>
2: I would like to go to the grocery store, too, by the way.
1: Yeah, well, guess we what? Need, you're, order, we, you're ordering DoorDash tonight, pal. The, kid, the kids need food. Yeah, and guess what? They're starving tonight. Yep. We'll order pizza. Sorry, kids. I'm waiting
2: on Aaron Rodgers. I only have five stories pre-written, right. too, by the way. So...
1: What what are the five stories that you have pre-written?
2: Um, I have him being traded, and that can be easily morphed into retirement. Um, I have his legacy when he's gone. I have the top six accomplishments, the top six disappointments, and a colossal novel on Jordan Love. And I got a Brian Gutekunst's column kind of halfway started.
1: Yeah, I, I have the initial news stories, like kind of a reaction slash analysis, instant news story for if he retires, if he's traded to the jets, if he returns to the packers and then i have uh paywall story kind of more in-depth analysis or uh breakdowns columns whatever you want to call it uh if he returns and that's my column on basically can the packers still contend for a super bowl they better be able to and they probably need to win one to make this gamble payoff then i have a uh if Rogers retires or is traded, I have a Rogers legacy story, which I'll be honest, I felt kind of weird writing. I had to write it. It's the story you have to write, but I've only covered him for four years. I I haven't covered him for the same amount of time as you or Rob or Wilde or Spoon or or Pete. So I don't have the same depth of knowledge about Rogers and his career, but I still think I could speak well on, on the legacy he would leave behind in green Bay. So that's a story I have pre-written. And then I have my sixth and final pre-write is a story on the fascination and unknown as the Packers embark on the Jordan Love era. So we're pretty much, pretty much covered. I, well, I, we, I, we can talk
2: legacy, Matt, when, whenever this happens, but kind of the notes. Right. what do you got? What, what, if, if you were to be traded today, mm-hmm. kind of the, what is the quick thought on this? legacy? we could we can go into much more depth next week or whatever the hell it happens, right. but what do you think?
1: I'm going to pull up my story to see exactly what I wrote. Um, and, and then obviously whatever happens, you and I both will have a lot more reporting. I, I, I think it's – it would probably be – I don't know if more appropriate the word, but um, more fitting to do that outs- – listen, I would much rather get the voices of former players, current players, uh, teammates, executives, coaches – for an Aaron Rodgers legacy story, but I think the right time to do that is is after the decision is made rather than tossing hypotheticals, just to have a story ready right when he retires. That's just me. But um, that that will come as well. It, it won't be just those six stories. There'll be plenty to come in the weeks after whatever decision is made, which is part of the uh, the intrigue of covering Aaron Rodgers. He always gives you uh, a lot to work and a lot to do. So here's what I have. Um, the, the nuts and bolts of it. And then I'll I'll talk for a minute and then I want you to give your thoughts on his legacy because you've covered him for far longer than I have, but, you know, I think I I looked it up on Packers.com and I believe it didn't account for this past season. So the number is slightly off, but Packers.com has 1,779 players playing for the Packers in team history. Two of those players played zero games, so maybe 1777, plus whoever were new Packers this year. There are six players in the organization's history with their names and numbers on the Lambeau Field facade inside the stadium. Six divided by 1777 is 0.3%. Less than half a percentage of the players to play for the Packers have been memorable enough to have their numbers retired. Aaron Rodgers will undoubtedly be the seventh after Don Hudson, uh, Big Tony, Bart Starr, Ray Nitschke, Reggie White, Brett Favre. Rodgers is going to be number seven. Nobody will wear number 12 ever again in however long the Packers retire his number. For as polarizing as he was, whether it was on the field because he only won one Super Bowl or his shortcomings in playoff games or off the field because of things he said, how he carried himself, It's undeniable that he is arguably the greatest player to ever wear the uniform for one of the most iconic franchises in sports. He's not the best. If you want to get into the best versus most talented debate, he's not the greatest NFL player ever. He's not the winningest, but he's arguably the most talented quarterback to ever play the game of football. The things he did on the field may never be replicated, certainly in Green Bay. So, yes, I understand. And I'm not trying to sit here and be, oh, get off my lawn, and this is how you should feel. You're allowed to feel however you want if he moves on. But if he does move on, I understand the last couple of years, and this past year especially, have been, okay, we're ready to move on. But I think there will be some sort of, we don't realize how good we had it until he's gone. There will never be another Aaron Rodgers, most likely, with how talented he is. And I say is because he still is. It's not past tense. So his legacy, there will never be anything like it. It's a very strong legacy. Kind of like LeBron James for as much of a spot. There's something to be said about such a massive figure representing such an iconic organization over such a long period of time without much, if anything, both on and off the field that actually tarnished his reputation under a constant spotlight. Sure, there were things where he said, oh, I lost respect for him. I thought this way about him, you know, his opinion on the vaccine, da, 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 da. But in terms of like off the field trouble, actual stuff that tarnished his reputation, to be the quarterback of this team for the last 15 years and have pretty much nothing, that's that's remarkable. In addition to everything he did on the field. So a tremendous legacy that that will live on for as long as this franchise does. Yeah, it's interesting that you said that. I mean, he has been a polarizing
2: guy nationally long before like the COVID stuff came up. Um, it's like people would write more negative stuff about him for nothing. It's like there are players who have done like actual bad things in the world, and people would get on him for the damnedest things, like how he carried himself and and body language. I mean, this is what we're this is what we're criticizing the guy for. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as on the field, the one Super Bowl is amazing for mm-hmm. as great as he was. And they were always in position, and it just never happened. He, like, I mean, we all we can we all know the games. I mean, twenty fourteen against Seattle, you know, twenty they're, they're on the table in twenty sixteen, and they run out of players basically. You know, the defense lets them down at times. The special teams lets them down. He lets them down. It was always something. David Bakhtiari's knee lets him down. He's going to go down as is a one time Super Bowl champion, and he'll be criticized for it. But that guy had more shit happen. Than anybody. I mean, they, they win in 2020 without Bakhtiari's knee. They, they went in 2020 without Brandon Bostick or 2014 without Bostick. It, it was just this unbelievable <clears throat> litany of things that happened in the biggest moments. And that's not a leaving him of all blame. I mean, God, he, he was god awful in week 18, he was god awful against the Niners in 21. But, man, oh, man, the amount of things that happened to get in the way of the Super Bowl for that guy, books will be written about it. Unbelievable. But it comes on to Super Bowls, right? It always comes on to Super Bowls, and Brady made it look easy with six. Seven. A
1: lot of shit happened. Uh, Yeah, I'm not absolving him of any blame, because he has certainly played his part in those shortcomings, but how often has has the defense and and supporting cast maybe and special teams let him down rogers is on any other franchise and maybe he he wins more than one maybe not that that and i thought it was interesting when he went on aubrey marcus's podcast last week he said yeah obviously he'd love to win a second super bowl i think anyone who says he doesn't care about that is silly but the point he made was he doesn't feel he needs to win a second Super Bowl to validate his career or, or validate his legacy or prove anything to himself. He's already proven to himself, he claims, everything he needs to. But we know for certain he knows what a second Super Bowl would do for his legacy. He cares about that. Um, he's chasing it. The only reason he, he wants to come back and play, whether it's for the Packers or the Jets, if he does play, is to win that second ring. So I think there's a difference between craving a second ring and thinking it's an absolute necessity to bolster your legacy. So maybe maybe he still has a year or two left to to get that second one, but yeah, well, well more thoughts uh, in print and uh, in all our other coverage after whatever decision happens comes down. let's get to some questions before we get out of here before because the longer we go on, the more likely it is he makes a decision when we're on this <laughs> Zoom call. um. You know why you look for a question. Isn't that why you got to go to the Jets? Because that defense is so much better than Green Bay's. Yeah. But at the same time, their offensive line is not. Packers offensive line is better, especially when healthy. I would say their offensive weapons are probably a wash. Yes, they have, you know, Brees Hall, offensive rookie of the year, Garrett Wilson. But that duo of Christian, who knows? Christian Watson might've won rookie of the year if he was healthy the whole year. Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are arguably the best one, two running back punch in the league. You can make a case the Packers offense is better. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Um, all right. From Seth Buffelli, Are you still in the coming back camp? Yeah. I have said all along that I thought Rogers was going to be back because um, that was because listening to Rogers talk. And he said this on Aubrey Marcus's podcast. He, he comes back, yes, to win a second ring, but for the people, for the relationships, for the uh, David Bakhtiaris, the Randall Cobbs. And I'm going to throw out a couple names that you guys don't know. Andy Gruber, who's been a locker room attendant for the Packers for Rogers' whole career. You know, Red Batty, who's going on his 30th year as an equipment manager. The people who we don't see in the public eye, that's who Rogers enjoys coming to work every day to see. And going to a new team, he'd have none of that. Even if he has a slightly better chance to win a Super Bowl. So I thought if he wanted to play, which I th- thought he would, he still could, um, I thought it would be in Green Bay. Not only because I think Green Bay gives him the best chance to win, the best path to win, but it's his comfort zone. And I think that matters to him. Um, and if he wanted to come back, I just couldn't see the Packers telling him no. I think he has them in a chokehold, per se. And they would have a hard time telling a a future first ballot hall of famer that still has a lot left in the tank that he can't play for them. Even even if it's in the best long-term interest of the team. So uh, that's why I thought he would be coming back. The recent developments obviously changed, change that because the Packers giving him permission to talk to the jets shows us that this is the most serious they've been about, about trading him. Um, And I agree with you, Bill that is a sign that they're not going to beg him to stay like they have in years past pretty much at least two years ago when they said, we're not trading him. There's a bit of a letup. And I think like you said, there's an ego on all these guys and you want to go where you're wanted. And if he doesn't feel the Packers want him as much, I'm not saying it would be out of spite, but he might just say, okay, then I don't want you. I'm going to play for the jets with my guy, Nathaniel Hackett and Robert Sala, someone who I respect. And go be the most popular athlete in the biggest media market in the country. So I think he plays for the Jets now. And that is my reasoning for changing my prediction.
2: Pretty good segue here to Kevin Stahlsberg's question. What was your biggest takeaway from Indianapolis? What was your biggest surprise? To me is when we sat down with Goody at the Westin, we asked him 800 questions about Rodgers. And not for a single second did he give you the idea that they, that they really wanted him back not a single answer made you think that Mason Crosby is Mason Crosby's leg good enough. Yeah. He'll be fine. It's like, the, he gave a bigger, I don't want to say vote of confidence, but a, a bigger nod to Mason Crosby being back than anything with Aaron Rodgers. And yeah, I asked him if Rogers wants to come, if Rogers tells you that he wants to come back, would you still consider trading him? And he said, everything's on the table. I mean, even, even with that, he wouldn't commit to him. So I thought that was my biggest surprise slash takeaway.
1: Yeah. You? Listen, you know, I love you. I think we slightly disagree on this one because, yes, I think he, he has been less committal to wanting Aaron Rodgers back than he has in years past. That's undeniable. But my thing is, why would he publicly, while Rodgers is still mulling his decision of whether he even wants to play or not, why would Kunst publicly declare his vote of confidence for Aaron Rodgers? Because And this is more more to do with Jordan Love than it does Rodgers. If Gutekunst comes out and says, yes, we want Aaron, that pisses Jordan Love off. It it unnecessarily throws a wrench, however small, in between the organization and the guy who very well could be their quarterback. Because if you say, we want Rodgers, and then Rodgers says, I'm retiring – isn't it a little awkward now that Jordan Love goes into starting for the Packers knowing he wasn't the GM's first choice? Now I get they're adults. They can get over it, whatever. But why would Goody uh, risk annoying the camp of or Jordan Love himself if he didn't have to? And I think they're at the point of Jordan Love's career where Goody is comfortable saying, you know what, if, the, if it annoys Rodgers that I'm not committing fully to him, we're fine with Jordan Love. In past years, he probably wasn't as comfortable taking that risk of irritating Rodgers and moving on to Love because Love wasn't ready. So I'm saying it, it's, it's kind of twofold here. I think Goody took that approach not only to avoid the unnecessary element of potentially making it awkward if Rodgers retired and Love had to be his quarterback knowing he wasn't the first option, and because – he might just be done with begging Rogers to come back publicly and say, you know, if you want to come back, you can. But I'm saying this and not committing to you because we're we're ready for Jordan Love. So I don't think. Sure, it might be a little bit of a sign that they're they're done with Rogers, but I don't think it's as much of one as you're saying. If that makes sense.
2: Sure. Um, but he did commit to him. I mean, he made it perfectly perfectly clear the year before that he wanted him back. And look, I right. Jordan Love was in a different part of his career. I get that. But. I don't think you care about annoying Jordan Love if you're just thrilled to death about Aaron Rodgers that he's by God, he's still our best guy. And he's got me. He's the guy, I mean, he's going to the hall of fame. Jordan Love can take that. Right.
1: Yeah, I know it's, it's, it's babying Jordan Love in a way, but I just think from a PR standpoint, Goody might not want to, put Jordan love in that situation. If he doesn't have to sure. knowing that Rodgers could very well retire. You're probably right. But uh, like I said, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Sure. Um, from Matthew Patricia.
2: If I screw your name, I apologize. If the Packers get number 13 Wait, Matthew the- Patricia. Ooh, No, sorry. So I, now, that would Matthew, be breaking news. If he's listening Matt to the podcast,
1: Patricia asking us questions,
2: If the Packers get 13 from the jets. Would you like to see them package that with number 15 to move up to number three, to take Will Anderson? We'd rather stay put and use both picks, according to the Hill trade value chart. Number thirteen and number fifteen get you all the way to number three.
1: What are you doing, Matt? Yeah, you go up to get Will Anderson or whoever. Uh, yeah, because they can get the best non-quarterback and
2: any non-quarterback you want, you can get them.
1: Yeah, I ain't, I ain't ready to say uh, Jalen Carter just yet. After, not only. Uh, His legal situation might be a little murky and might push some teams off, but Packers have a bigger need at edge rather than interior defensive line. And Will Anderson is the best edge rusher in the draft. So if one, two is, is two quarterbacks and you get 15 and 13 and you can, you can give those to the Arizona Cardinals. You get your ass up to three and take Will Anderson jr. Yeah. I'm, I'm staying put.
2: They have so many holes D line. Outside linebacker, safety, tight end, offensive line, you could say, although Goody seems to like what they got there. I mean, they got five or six pretty big needs. Um, I think you'd be feel pretty good about crossing those off with those two first round picks. That's fair. Um, from Row18 Sports, what is the likely compensation package the Packers get from the Jets for Rodgers if a trade goes through?
1: What's your call?
2: Well, I talked to someone about that a couple days ago, and he thought, I asked him to do it this way. If you're Joe Douglas of the Jets, what are you offering? And if you're Goody, what is your asking price? And they're both of a first. If he was Joe Douglas, he'd ask for the Packers to pay money or to give them back a draft pick in return. Mm -hmm. And if you're Goody, it'd be a first and a fourth or a first and a good player on his rookie contract. Is that enough for you, Matt, for Aaron Rodgers? Let's just, let's just leave it as a first-round pick, nothing more, nothing less. Is that enough? No.
1: You want, you want Aaron Rodgers that bad? We are giving you the ticket to Super Bowl contention. That is worth more than a first-round pick that could very well end up being a bust.
2: Yeah, that's correct. And I realize that the Packers and Jets might be the only options here. But, man, Riders might be the only option for the Jets, too. I think it's a two-way street. I don't Mm -hmm. think it's the Jets negotiating against themselves. It is the Jets need Aaron Rodgers, period.
1: They do. And I think Derek Carr going to the Saints helped them because now they're more desperate, or I'm saying it helped the Packers. So... We'll see what, what they can end up getting if a trade does, in fact, materialize.
2: Um, quick one from Nate Fletcher here before I wrap this up. What are your thoughts on the wide receiver situation in Green Bay? and Dobbsby number two and Watson number one? Do they need a veteran
1: presence? I say yes
2: to all yeah. that.
1: Yeah, definitely. The, the free agent wide receiver crop is not great. Um, maybe Allen Lazard resigns. Maybe they take one in the first round if they get two picks. Maybe they take one in the first round if they get one pick. But, yeah, I would say they need a, a veteran presence in that room, especially if Aaron Rodgers is back.
2: Yeah, those guys, it just you just need someone to talk to during a game, right? Someone who's been there, someone who's done that. Goody mentioned the playoffs. To have a receiver with playoff experience that these guys don't have would be big. So, yeah, yeah. They, they have to get a veteran, but you're right there. It is a bad, bad, bad group. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you thought last year's group was bad when they got Sammy Watkins, check out this year's group.
1: They have a better top two, but the depth beyond that is concerning. Yeah. All right, let's do one more question since we're, uh, we're running out of time. Two more questions since we're running out of time here on this Zoom. Uh From Quinoa Phoenix, when do the Packers move on from the all-pro vet and give the keys to the future of the position? Dot, 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 Zach Tom. So you're talking about David Bakhtiari. I like how you cleverly worded that. Actually, let's make this the last one. Um, Based on common knowledge and what Brian Gutekunst has said and what David Bakhtiari has said, I fully expected David Bakhtiari to be back. That the Freeing up the cap space wouldn't be that much if he was cut. Uh, It's far more after this coming season. So I would imagine this is his last year in Green Bay. He's still an all pro talent when healthy. And you don't just toss aside a premier left tackle because they don't grow on trees, as Goody has said. But Bill, why don't you fill in the butt? And no, I, think there's you know no but. I think you know where I'm going with this. Hey,
2: man. You don't want to get Aaron Rodgers killed. You know, you don't want to get Jordan Love killed either, people. <laughs> Jesus, if you if you think Jordan Love is the next franchise quarterback, you sure as hell better protect the guy. Absolutely. And David Bakhtiari believes he's over the health hurdles. Uh, Goody at the combine thought he's over the health hurdles. And really, if you take the appendix out of it, um, his knee was pretty good the second half of the season. So I'm going to side with them that the knee is going to be fine, that he's going to return to something approximating vintage form. And you better
1: have him protecting Jordan Love. I agree. I, I think you bring Bakhtiari back no matter who your quarterback is, but Correct. what I was trying to lead you into was sorry, um, I, Tom Silverstein brought this point up and you kind of maybe buy into this school of thought. Packers have restructured the contracts they need to. Goody said they're going to restructure Bakhtiari. Why haven't they yet? Could he be in a possible trade package to the Jets with Aaron Rodgers? Who would want Bakhtiari and the, the Jets need a better offensive line? It's possible.
2: We'll leave you on that. Yeah, they are, I think, 16 million under the caps. and maybe they just don't need to right
1: now. There's plenty of time to restructure them. Sure, that's possible too, but just worth throwing out there. All right, we'll uh, talk to you guys after this news drops, whenever that is, emergency pod, whenever that is. We appreciate you listening as always. Till next time.